Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, finished up for the time being, Tales of Symphonia Remastered. There's a frustrating treasure chest that I can't seem to find, and I've even used guides and gone through step by step by step by step by step found everything on it and it's still saying i'm missing one fucking chest in the game and i'm like you know what i've been trying that for a week and a half i'm putting it down for a while and i'm going to replay jedi fallen order uh since i just got jedi survivor friday and over the weekend well, let's see, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and finished it up last night. So over four days, I played through Jedi Fallen Order again. And then I started Jedi Survivor early this morning, around 6.30 this morning. And uh, played for a few hours, took a break for a few hours, and played for, you know, when you messaged me and said, hey, I got some errands to do. And then we'll record, and I was like, all right. So I played from then until, you know, about three hours or so. So, you know, enjoying that, having fun. Um, Got laser hair removal tomorrow. Got a doctor's appointment Monday. And got an eye doctor's appointment fucking Tuesday. I haven't been to the eye doctor in about four years. Do for a checkup. Um, Madison's fucking turning 16 Sunday. So that's insane. <laughs> so just, you know, dealing with dealing with those things and appointments and trying to find a new place to live. And the search has been fruitless thus far. Um, not having much hope right now, but yeah, it sucks when your rent jumps up 40%. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, first world problems, all of it, you know, it could be a lot worse. I could be, I could lose, I could lose a limb or something. (laughs) Oh, wait. Fuck, where'd that go? Anyway, I'm I'm good, though. I'm good. Plan on going and visiting a friend tomorrow after laser hair removal, so. But uh, hopefully you'll be able to go see Guardians 3 this weekend. Yeah, I got my ticket for Thursday. Well, I was trying to get my laser hair removal appointment switched from uh, tomorrow to Friday. And they didn't have anything available at all. And I was like, damn, if I could get it moved to early Friday and then go to the movies afterwards, that would be great. But no. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know about making a two-hour drive and then a two-hour drive home. And then the next day doing it again, you know? It's just a lot of driving. Um, <clears throat> one of the drawbacks yeah. of living in a 
tiny fucking town that's becoming gentrified as we speak. <laughs> I, uh, that place in Texas, I, I looked up, um, actually, my dad laughed the other day because I said, he goes, uh, have you looked at like what's around where we live? And I was like, honestly, the three things I looked up were grocery stores. Um, what was the other thing I looked up? Fuck, what was it? Oh, dialysis clinics, like the DeVita centers, like how far they are from the house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, theaters. And he was like, theaters? And I was like, I got to see my fucking movies. There's one that's about 20 minutes away, so not too bad. No, that's not horrible at all. No. I mean, we got one that's a half an hour drive from here, but it's just a piece of shit. The sad thing is, it was built in the mid-2000s, early to mid-2000s, but it's just an absolute piece of fucking rundown shit now. Just... This fucking yeah. owner... I've told you about him. The fucking owner barely fucking puts any money towards the upkeep into that place. And Anyway, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about that scumbag. So anyway, how was your week? How you been doing? Uh, stressful, tiring, exhausting, all the above. Yeah. As, as, as you know, I've been doing the at-home dialysis clinic, or not clinic, but classes. Um, because, you know, this move to Texas is happening, I want to make sure that my dad can get his dialysis treatment, so I have to go through these classes. The issue at hand is that I don't get a day off. I literally have to, if I'm not going to the dialysis classes, I'm going to work. And I think it all came to a head last night when I had a little bit of a mental breakdown. Because I haven't had time to recharge, I haven't had time to myself. It's just been too much. Back to back to back to back to back. And... Uh, it was it wasn't fun. Like Tuesday nights is game nights with a couple of my friends, and like in like in the middle of that, I had a I had the breakdown, and it took him a while to realize what was happening. But you know, then again, I'm trying to hide it as best I can. So yeah. either that means they're really bad at noticing, or I'm really good at hiding it. One of the two, or a combination of both. Yeah. A little column A, a little column B. But uh, I'm feeling okay now. You know, it's it's definitely on that ballpark of like, if, <laughs> I, I said this to my earlier, I was like, if I get my shirt caught on the fucking door handle, I might lose it. But, um, You know how you solve that? What? Don't wear shirts. You know what? It's a fucking great call. Uh other than that, on a on a more positive side, um, I uh, what was I going to say. Oh, I was going to talk about the dialysis class. So that is going really well. Um, one of the things that one of the crazier things about dialysis class is that, um it's the amount of work you have to do. I don't think people know how like labor intensive this shit is. Uh, it's insane. I'll give you an example. Oh, stretching. Sorry. Oh shit. Out of nowhere. So when you, 
when you start with this, you have to, here's every step in the most base form that I can give it to you. Okay. Okay. So you start off, you have to wash your hands very thoroughly and then put on gloves. Um, and then you have to take a saline bag, which is kind of like an IV bag. And you, mm-hmm. have to, you have to set it up so that way you can grab the cartridge. Now, the cartridge has all its tubing, and it has the filter that the blood goes through to process or to uh, clean the kidney or clean, clean the blood that, like, the, like the kidneys do. It's basically yeah. the artificial kidney. But this cartridge is about, I'd say, two and a half feet by two feet, like two feet tall. Um, still the size of a PS5. <laughs> a little bit bigger, a bit, yeah, a little bit bigger than a PS5. But um, it's it's much thinner than that. It's it's like it ain't it ain't that big of a deal. But you have to get the cartridge, and you have to take off all these little tabs on it, so that way you loosen up all the fucking tubing. Then you have to put the tu- you have to put the cartridge in the dialysis machine. Um, once that's in there, you have to make sure you have to check all these boxes in your head about where this is, where that is. Make sure the machine's on. Make sure that the tubing's over this way. Make sure that the the spike you put into the saline bag from the tubing is like on the thing as you close it. So that way this is a, this isn't trapped. And then you spike the saline bag, make sure all these clamps are clamped. And then, and then once you have that done, you have to do all these checks again to make sure that the saline is properly going through this machine. So that way you can clean, you know, whoever's blood is doing the thing. And then after all of that is said and done, all of that is said and done. You then have to wait like 30 minutes for the machine to basically be prepped, ready to go. Once you're done with that and you get like the, the blood pressure of the, of the, of the uh, patient, you get the uh, temperature, you get all these other checks from them and the machine is ready to go. You then get to prep the cut, the, the customer, I'm the customer. You get the prep, the, the, the person for the um, insertion of the needles. Now, because my dad's been doing this for so long, he has in his fistula, which is called uh, like basically long and short of this that I want to tell people, don't fucking ruin your kidneys. It, it dialysis is the biggest pain in the dick. Um, because my dad had to have surgery and had this they thing put it put the, in they put it in your dick. Well, it's a pain in my dick because I want to say that. Um oh. Uh, I had no joke there. I was I shot for the moon and missed horribly. Um, it's okay. The director of Moon uh, made that fucking movie mute, and he missed horribly too, and that gave it an F. Call back to way back. Fucking no joke, Jesus. Um, okay, so when my dad had to start going like getting prepped for dialysis, he had a thing put into his forearm called a fistula, and it's basically this tube that connects to certain veins. What it does is it, is it essentially creates two different pathways for the blood to go through. One called the venous and one called the uh, ventricle. Uh, not ventricle, uh, I'm sorry. The, gonna, uh, I thought you were going to say penis. <laughs> uh, but it's two pathways, right? So essentially there's a needle that goes into one and a needle goes into the other. One of the, one of the, the blood comes out, the other one the blood goes in. Make sense? Yes. Well, I mean, you're filtering the blood. You got to pull it out, and you got to put it back in after it's filtered. Exactly. I'm, I'm like it, it's 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 a it's simple in concept and way more complicated in practice. So you have to make sure that the like the needle goes into the other one, and you know whatever. 
But because my dad's been doing this for so long, he has what now is called buttonholes. The buttonholes are basically piercings into the fistula in his arm. And because the fistula is artificial, which sounds weird when I say that out loud, when we put a blunt needle into his arm, which is, again, like a piercing, so he can't feel it. Um, however, it still scabs over, so you have to, like, clean it. You have to take the fucking alcohol swab, and you have to clean that for, like, 30 seconds, and then you have to do the other one for 30 seconds. And then you take a second alcohol swab, and you do the same thing for 30 seconds on both each one. And then you take this piece of gauze that's that's doused in a, in a chemical called Accept, which is basically another cleaning agent, and you scrub one for one whole minute. Whole 60 seconds. Then you let it dry for two minutes, and then you scrub the other one for one minute, and then let that dry for two seconds. Oh, you're not done. Now you got to pick the fucking scabs out of the buttonholes, which is disgusting. And then once all the scabbing is out of those two buttonholes, you then... Um, have to scrub for, or you have to wipe for another minute with the, with the thing and accept. And then the other one for another minute and dry for two minutes. Dude, it is the most tedious fucking task. Then you put the needle in. You have to go from a 25 degree angle. Once you feel it past the fistula, which is a little pop feeling, like a little pop, you then lay it down and you slide it in. Then you tape it down, yada, yada, yada. Now you're not done. Because now what you have to do is you have to prep all the lines for the blood to go to the machine. But before you can do that, you have to put saline into his arm. It is a fucking, like, it is a tedious process. A a thing about me, though, Maya, I'm a very quick learner. I did about 90% of it today on my own, without any help. Well, that's good. And I've only been doing this for, what, two weeks? Two and a half weeks. So, this is... It's, oh, it's not two weeks, because you started on Wednesday, wasn't it? Uh, I started start on, on a Monday. No, I started on a Thursday. Oh, okay. So, two weeks tomorrow. It was the day before. It was, August, it was April 20th. We started. Yeah. Two weeks tomorrow. Yeah. Because tomorrow's May the 4th, and May the 4th be with you. Everyone sounds like King Candy as a Jedi. Um... May the 4th be with you. Anyway, uh, so once everything's hooked up and everything's running, you have to monitor the, the, the blood pressures, right? You have to do all that. Like, And there's like eight different fucking things you have to monitor in regards to that. Luckily, they have a um, a tablet attached to the machine itself, so you can keep a track of all those numbers without having to write them down. But for the first two weeks, like today was the first day that we had the iPad. Every other day was write it down. And the reason they had us write it down was if anything happens to the iPad, I know what I'm supposed to do. Um, Okay, so now you have the patient hooked up to the machine. Everything's running. Everything is good, right? Mm -hmm. Every 30 minutes, you have to get blood pressure. Because, obviously, if the blood pressure goes too high or too low, something's wrong. Yeah. So you have to do that. Now, the process takes three and a half hours. At this point, you've probably been setting up for about 40 minutes. So now you have another three and a half hours before the process is done. After the three and a half hours is done, it's another 30-minute process unhooking everything. Getting the blood back in the patient's system. Making sure that, that that their arm is bandaged correctly. 
the entire process from start to finish is about five hours long. Yeesh. And there's no speeding it up. Yeah. Now, this isn't the worst thing in the world. And, you know, even though it is a pain in the ass right now, this is a benefit to my dad. One of the good benefits from doing home dialysis versus in a clinic is that we're doing it every day with like a day that we don't do it, like a day break. Um, and uh, he's going to feel better over time because it's less blood. It's less, it's less taxing on his heart. It's less taxing on his body. We can measure kind of how, how much we get in front of it, but we just have to go through this shit for like a month. Now there's a couple different nurses that we interact with. Amy, I love her to death. She is awesome. She's been training us this whole time to how to use the machine and what to do. And she's fucking fantastic. Then there's Susan. Oh, and, Susan. <laughs> uh, Susan is a Filipino immigrant. And her accent is still pretty thick. She is the type of immigrant that she has to translate everything in her head before she says it out loud. I think you know who I'm talking, like what kind of people I'm talking about, right? Which well, is not yeah, a problem. Yeah. It's, hey, not a it's, problem. Not a, it's not a problem. It's not a bad thing. It's just it takes extra time. And if you're not very adept at hearing certain words and phrases in that accent, it can be very stressful, I guess, when you're trying to learn a very important procedure like this. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, but it's nothing that she can control, so you can't fault her for it. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. And, and, and well, the, the, the problem is, is that with her, she will... She has to come into the room every day. She gives us this small stack of papers. Because remember that book I was talking about that, that was like way fucking intimidating? Yeah. Like back in the day. So what she's doing is she's giving us small little pieces of it at a time. Okay. And okay. like four or five pages that we have to read and then do a test. The problem is my dad and I don't really learn super well from just reading. Like small bits here and there we can really absorb but you give us a fucking page of text that shit does not stick as well as i'd like it to yeah well you're more of a hands-on learn by doing kind of person oh yeah um he uh she'll come in and she'll hand us that stuff i know i said he yeah she'll come in and and, and hand us that and she'll just be like there you go i'll come back in a little bit and dad and I are like, okay, we'll, we'll really try to do this. And she'll come back and she'll be like, okay, so what did we learn? And I'm like, the fuck? Fine now. Um, she, uh, she comes back and she, she'll sit there and be like, okay, let's read question number one. So we'll read it and she'll go through it. And then like, I'll say like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense because of this and this and this. And then she'll go, no, you don't understand. And then explain what the fuck I just said. It is infuriating. 
Yeah, I can see how that would be frustrating as hell. But, um, you know, it's... I know that I'm complaining, but it's also not the worst thing in the world. It's... Uh, it's just a lot, you know? It's a lot at one time. Yeah, yeah. And then well, on, and on having of... any time off to yourself, you know, not being able to just take a day, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, I got to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, I got Dallas. It's Tuesday, Dallas. It's Wednesday, Dallas. It's Thursday, Dallas. It's work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then your household chores, your grocery store, fucking going and picking up prescriptions. You know, I it gets tiring packing fast. For trip. Yeah, packing uh, for the move. You're fuck. Yeah, and I've told you about dealing with my fucking boss. Yeah, that guy's that guy's got fucking issues, big time. Oh my god! So, but the positive thing is, is that I was supposed to work only four hours tomorrow, which means I would not have gone to dialysis. And um, uh, I was gonna get a bunch of stuff done after work. My boss calls and says he's not taking this trip, which is why I was supposed to only go half day at work tomorrow, so I don't have to work tomorrow. De- Dad immediately says, oh, cool. You can come to Dallas with me. Like, immediately was like, ha, ha, ha. And he was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. So we worked it out, but I'm not going to Dallas's class tomorrow. I need, I need this. I just had a fucking mental breakdown last night. I need a day. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, humans aren't built to take on and put up with that much stuff without a break. Just not. I mean, shit. But, but, you know, on that note, I am doing better today. So that's a, you know, step in the right direction. I, uh, I'm going to do some laundry tomorrow. I'm going to clean up a little bit. I, uh, I'm just going to take a me day. I'm not going to work too hard. I'm not going to do too much. Like, I bought some fucking nachos for myself, so I'm going to make those at some point. Like, it's going to be nice. Ooh, nachos. Now, I love nachos. We make nachos here. It's a fucking event. It's not just like, oh, nachos. No. I mean, we we make a nachos. We make Mount Nachovius. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I got some, uh, just some nacho cheese. I was going to get like jalapenos and sour cream. And maybe I have sour cream, but I just want some classic, disgusting fucking nachos. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Let me tell you how we do our nachos real fast. You know, we, we, we take a round pizza pan and we put down a layer of chips. Then we sprinkle a little bit of cheese. And then we have this filling mixture that we make out of chorizo and diced green chilies and Mexican corn, you know, like the ones with the peppers mixed in with it. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes we'll add chicken to it, but most of the time it's just chorizo. 
we then we spread out that meat mixture and then top it with jalapenos and then cheese and then another layer of chips and more little bit of cheese, more meat filling, more jalapenos, more cheese, more chips. We layer it up and tear it up and make each each layer smaller so it kind of makes like a mound, right? And then we bake it for about 15 minutes and then after we pull it out of the oven, we pour cascading nacho cheese sauce down the summer bitch <laughs> like a lava flowing molten mount nachovius and then of course you know top it with whatever we want like take a big hunk throw it on a fucking plate throw some sour cream some taco sauce fucking whatever garnishes you know you want on there fucking good shit we love nachos mm. oh so be like Having really good nachos is, is more work than I'm willing to put in. <laughs> no, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah. You, the me day you get it, it's it's all it's got to be as stress free as possible. Exactly. And making an awesome pan of nachos does require some work. Best nachos I ever had was actually at my buddy Andy's house. He uh, he smoked a whole brisket and then like. Oh, for yes. hours, for hours, like it was. Oh like yeah, it takes like fuck. it takes like fourteen hours to smoke a brisket. Yeah, that was that was some of the best nachos. But this is the same thing, like you kind of said, except. Well, why don't we go ahead and get into our review? I so I want to apologize well, for of I fucking got the dates wrong. Oh yeah, fair enough. I was like, what? Um, so last week, (laughs) it completely went over my head. Uh, last week when we did our show, I said that we were going to review Star Wars, um, Visions season two. Uh, I got the date wrong. I thought it was last Friday. It's this Friday. Well, technically it's the May, it's May 4th, but, um, but yeah, that's, we're going to, we're going to review that next week. So all we have today is Marvelous Miss Maisel episode five of the last season. So. That's all we got. But, um, you know, we're, you know, shoot the shit for a while, which we kind of have. Oh, wow. 27 minutes. I thought we were doing longer. Oh, before we get into that, that's right. I want to talk about that. So, um, Fall Guys. Fall Guys is having a new season um, next Tuesday on the 10th. Uh, they had a big 30 minute long fucking video about what they're doing with this next season. And if you've played any Fall Guys at all in recent days, it's in kind of a sad, sorry state. Like, I love the game to death, but, like, it's having the same, like, handful of fucking... uh, Same handful of maps over and over and over and over and over. And it's really frustrating because it's, it's not super fun right now like and a lot of the people that would normally play the game just aren't playing it so with that in mind um like one of the biggest problems with the game is that the content was lacking significantly like it felt like we had these long stretches of drought between seasons or things that they were doing and the way that they're going to remedy that is like they're going to have in the next however long, like four months, I think is what it is. 
that season, this next season will be, they're going to have four, or no, sorry, three different battle passes with 40, 40 levels on each one. That'll come out over time. Uh, How much are the battle passes? Oh, 600, 600 coins a piece of so six bucks a piece. Okay, so it's not going to be 20 bucks a battle pass. No, 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 no. It, it and it would like previously it was only 10 bucks, but you know, six bucks is more a lot more manageable at a month's given notice than uh, 10 bucks. Anyway, I like this idea because it's going to allow us to want to come back to the game every month to check out what they got. Plus, the big thing they got coming this year or this, this, this update is the creator stuff to create your own maps. Some of the shit that they were showing during their little demo, their trailer, or whatever it was, has me so fucking excited for the most devious fucking maps these players are going to create. Um, they did a thing where they took the the uh, uh, DoorDash doors and laid them flat, so you could fall through the floor. Yeah, you have to like they they made it so that way like you have to find the uh, um the right path through the floor. Um, you can take you know those tables with the spinning with the uh, the bar on them. Yeah, you can make that as fast as you as it can go. Like you can make it super fast. Ooh. Like it, dude. It, like they spent a solid fifteen minutes on it, and the shit that I saw, I was like, I cannot fucking wait to see what people make. Like one of the things that we're going to be able to do is uh, I can create a, um, a a playlist essentially of new maps. But the thing that's really fucking cool is that they are going to take user created maps and. Uh, Add them into main show, like like tighten them up a bit, and then add them into main show. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so content is going to be insane for this. I can't wait, dude. It's going to be so much fucking fun. But that comes out Tuesday, and I'm also taking a meet day for that as well. You should. They uh, they, they talked about a few other things in the in the uh, thing, but uh. Like, they have, um, they didn't talk about it during the thing, but they definitely, like, we know of, because of leaks, we know of, um, three upcoming, uh, uh, collaborations. And I kind of sent you a text message, but the first one is going to be Hello Kitty. Uh, then the next one is, uh, Tomb Raider. And the last one is Transformers. Mm-hmm. I think Transformers is going to be really fun. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, how many costumes will you get? They didn't say. Well, they did not specify because I'd, I'd say your core six, three top good guys, three top bad guys: Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, and Grimlock for the fucking Autobots. Bad guys, yeah. Megatron, Starscream, Soundwave. I mean, those are like your iconic six. Well, you know, I'm, I was sitting there thinking like Mattel owns Transformers and um, Hasbro. 
or Hasbro, sorry. No, it's Transformers and uh, He-Man, right? No, Mattel owns He-Man. Hasbro owns Transformers. Well, because I was thinking with the He-Man collaboration, they were able to add uh, He-Man, Tila, Skeletor, Orko. Battlecat. Well, yeah, Battlecat. I was going to say he was, I thought he was, but yeah, Battlecat and um, and then Prince Adam's hair. Yeah. I feel like there was a sixth. Hold on, I'm opening up my fall guys. Why is my controller over there? Oh, there it is. Um, It'll be just a minute. I don't know why I'm doing that. I can look at my fucking phone. <laughs> just... um, it's because you're stressed, man. Fall guys. He man. Okay, well, yeah, it was it was He Man, Tila, Orko, Battle Cat, and Skeletor, and then you could get Prince Adam's hair. That's what it was. Okay, so it was five plus the the earned one. And so I'm sitting there thinking, like, it's going to depend on how many costumes or how many characters they add. Yeah. But it should, I, like, regardless, I'm, I'm excited about it. Like, there's... Oh, the other thing they talked about was having more maps in rotation than in the vault. Whereas right now there's more maps in the vault than not. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, we know it's a, it's a hot thing of contention. And we're like, yeah, it fucking is because the game's boring. Yeah. If you get in the same fucking maps over and over and over, that shit gets old fast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. Like I said, it's not in a great state, so they know what they need to do. They just need to do it. And I think they've taken the past however many months it's been for fucking this new season to really work on it. But like I'm 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 worried. Cause if shit doesn't pop off as soon as this season starts, like servers work, uh the fucking created maps work, fucking um there's a ton of maps in main show and, and squads and duos. Like you don't give us that shit. Game is going to fucking die. Yeah. So I'm excited, optimistic, hopeful, and a little aroused. Hmm. But, um, all right, well let's, uh, let's get into marvelous Miss Maisel episode five. Shall we? Sure, sure. This episode was called The Pirate Queen. And it opens up with a flash forward to 1987. And we see Midge visiting Joel at a maximum security prison where he's been incarcerated for an unknown reason that is somehow related to protecting her. Was it a maximum security? Yeah. I didn't catch that. I thought it was just a... He will be released in four to six months. She brings a photo of their granddaughter, Rose, who is named after Midge's deceased mother. Midge has, uh, she reveals she has a successful wig line, which Joel dislikes because it takes time away from her performing. I'm, I've got to assume that he's got to run in with fucking Frank and Nikki. Uh, I, I just see that happening. Anyway, yeah, I was, yeah, because it's leading to that for sure. 
Back in 61, we see Joel and Archie inspecting a new club site, which happens to be an old Catholic school, church, combination of both. Uh, they want to turn it into a supper club, they say. Uh, Susie confronts film producer David Weston at a gay bathhouse after he ignores calls regarding her client James. Gordon Ford resists having Diddy Do Diaper Cream as a show sponsor. Midge, the entertainment for the Diddy Do party cruise, charms the crowd, but the evening ends disastrously after she is arrested for supposedly assaulting an executive uh, when the guy was actually, you know, coming on too strong to a waitress and Midge intervened and then was fucking around with the dude. And Hilarious scene, actually. Uh, when Gordon's producer calls an emergency meeting, Gordon dismisses the incident, wanting it smoothed over. Everyone's shocked that Zelda will no longer be working after marrying Yanush. Joe argues with Midge about Susie's mob connections, which ultimately reinforces their mutual feelings. After Gordon attends Midge's nightclub act, she politely declines his repeated offer for an affair. <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that scene on the boat, boy, and uh, she's messing with the dude's jacket. And she's like, oh, you don't like it when, the, you know, somebody touches something that's yours. You don't like that, huh? And then trying to throw it around her fucking self. And then the wind catches it and goes over. And the whole fact that they were in international waters so they can charge her with piracy. And the pirate jokes that came about, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I love that Gordon Ford is like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever been called in for. Yeah. I really like his character. I like his character a fucking lot. I do too. Even though he's got a, he's, he's, there's something unlikable about him, but there's more likable, likability than not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, Whoa, sorry. I think that's the thing about this season that's been so fascinating is like, hey, hey, real quick audience, you've been rooting for Midge this whole time. Show people, show business people are kind of pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, like it's it's what I love about these these opening bits that we've had so far. Um it God, it shows that Midge has become kind of awful. And I love it. I love that she's just become kind of bad. Like annoying. I don't know. I'm 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 excited. I really hope that we get kind of a conclusion before the final couple episodes and, the, and then like the final couple episodes are in the future. Ooh, that would be cool. Or at least the final episode, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with, like, what... with what the show is doing, and... Yeah, um, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. Seeing Abe and Rose trying to learn how a vacuum cleaner works was that's so fucking funny. hilarious oh i think i almost sent you a text that said uh whoever decided to let us in on this jewish like the or let like 
thank you, Zelda, for for uh, inviting only the Jewish families. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That wedding. God, that shit was hilarious. Like, <laughs> shh, you're making everyone think that us Jews are loud and obnoxious. <laughs> oh shit, so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like other things in the episode that were like stand out. Like, it, it's it. What's so interesting to me is that right now, whenever we're in the past, whenever we're in 1961, you know everything that Midge does, you're like, "Yay, Midge!" And but every time they show her in the future, you're like, "What a bitch!" <laughs> but her personality didn't change. You know what I mean? No, no, her personality didn't change. Something's changed, though. What is it? I think it's... We know that she's successful in the future. We know that she is... She's one, right? And her attitude right now with kind of not being there and being poor and trying to still climb that ladder, rooting for her to climb that ladder... And maybe that's the point of the show is like, hey, just so you know, that personality trait that you love may not work when someone is successful. And I think that's it's it's getting us to kind of look at it from that perspective. Hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like you'll root for someone who's kind of a bitch while fighting to to get to the top. But the second that they're at the top and they're still a bitch, you're just like, ah, fuck you. Yeah, it's like. You know, I get you had to scrap and claw and fight your way tooth and nail there, but can't you show some gratitude and appreciation once you're there and when they don't? Yeah. I love it. I love it because that's that's something to me that makes a good protagonist is flawed vulnerability. It's like, Um, where's your humility? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like she's hiding that while not having the success. And she's still hiding it while having the success. And so it's 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 this weird perspective where you're like, you can't do it this way and have it this way. Our our mind, our empathetic mind doesn't want that. Like we know that she's pushed her kids away. Why? Oh, because she was already doing it when she was younger. We just didn't notice it because we were like, yeah, you get that spot on that stage. Yeah, Susie, you fucking get that for her. Because we've been rooting for her since fucking season one. Oh, I love it. It's so brilliant. It's simple, but brilliant at the same time. Well done, writers. Fuck, I love this show. I'm glad. Wasn't it you that turned me on to it? To, to yeah. watch the. Yeah. Because yeah. I had to watch all of season one. That's right. It feels so fucking long ago that we did that too. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been doing this show for over five years now. I mean, fuck. Today's May the 3rd. Two weeks from today is the day that I lost my leg five years ago. Five? It's been five years since you lost your leg. Five. 
God, I still remember when I got the call from you while I was in Walmart with my groceries and I couldn't talk to you because I had no reception. And I, I was like rushing to get outside to the car to finally get a hold of you. Yeah, five years ago. Because I hadn't heard from you for like a month and a half. It was like four days. No, it was it was way longer than that. No, no, I went to the hospital on the 17th. That's when I said, hey, I feel like shit. I've got to go to the ER. We were supposed to record. Uh, that was when we were still bi-weekly. So the next week we were supposed to record the new Legend of Monkey Paw, which I watched it and I couldn't fucking stand it. And I was like, I really don't want to review this. But I didn't have to go the, to the links to get out of recording that to get my leg cut off. All, all I'm going to say, man. All I'm but, say but is that we did record, or it was the new, the first season of Cobra Kai right after that. But the also, the right after that was the um, second interview we did with Brian Volkwas. So I went in on the 17th and I got out on the 26th. But yeah, it was like the Monday, Sunday night or Monday. I went in on a Thursday and it was like Sunday before we told anybody what was going on. But I know it felt like a long time. It honestly, it, it felt like two weeks. I, I remember being two weeks, but I don't know. It might have yeah, been much we, shorter than that. We can't go back that far anyway. It doesn't matter. But I was worried fucking sick. I was like, I hadn't heard from you it, it, continuously. I was like, what's going on? Well, I mean, we didn't tell anybody because nobody knew if I was going to live through the weekend. Yeah. That's how bad I was. Yeah, I know. I, know. I think I was the last person you spoke to outside of uh, anybody before you went to the hospital. Because I remember telling you, call an ambulance. Yeah. And I, I was like, uh, I'm in bad shape, <laughs> really bad shape. And then the ambulance that they sent, <clears throat> they're like, uh, we have to take you to this hospital and you don't want that hospital and you need a different hospital. And honestly, you need it quicker. And I was like, oh, yeah, is it that bad? They said, yeah, you don't realize how bad a shape you're in right now. I was like, oh, okay. And then the guys that they ended up sending from another county, little five foot three motherfucker and the fucking six foot ten motherfucker trying to fucking <laughs> carry me out on a stair chair and the little bastard was in the front and they kept dropping me they dropped me five times getting me out of the house to the fucking ambulance i um it was really funny because of the story oh shit what i sort of because i couldn't hear you because <laughs> the fucking because of because of Streamyard Streamyard, I thought you stopped talking, so I started telling a story, and then all of a sudden you started coming back. And I was like, God damn it! Sounds like oh, I, was no, I wasn't saying anything. No, no. <clears throat> but it, yeah, well, five years. Uh, hey, this is episode two forty nine. Next week is episode two hundred and fifty. Holy shit! Jesus. Yeah, and if things hadn't been so I, stressful. I was... We could have planned for something for that episode. You know, it's a pretty big deal, pretty big milestone. Yeah, and we won't hit 
three hundred for a couple years. So, well, who knows where I'll be at that point? Uh, yeah, fifty-two yeah, weeks yeah, in the, a year. If episode two fifty, yeah. then about a year from now, I'd be episode three hundred. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why my math was off on that, but um, well, what I was going to say was that uh, the one of the problems I have with the woman that's teaching us, the woman that speaks uh, that that's Filipino, mm-hmm. is uh, we were talking about why it's so important to clean the injection sites and to make sure that everything's sterile because of an infection and yada yada yada. And I was like, yeah, my friend went through a you know she had, she had her leg. Uh, or bottom part of her leg got amputated because of this, and she's like, "Well, you have to understand," and then explained the whole fucking thing again. And I'm like, "Did did what I say not compute the fuck?" Yeah, it's it's shit like that daily. Like like I told Dad, I was like, "You just have to let her talk. Just say like if you understand it, say I understand it. If you don't, you say please explain that again." Oh, anyway, um, say yes, Seth. I fucking understand. <laughs> but yeah, oh, we there's a the from show. dust till dawn quote. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh no, this show you've been watching this show for a long fucking time. So I'm uh it's kind of kind of bittersweet, you know. We get to got to be there, you know, towards the beginning of it coming out, and now we get to watch it finish, and we're still talking about it. It's great. But um well, why don't we go ahead and grade it? And uh, I got off topic there talking about. Let's go ahead and grade, give a grade to the episode and then uh, we'll move on. Um, I'll just kind of tip it off. Uh, a, I'm just going to give it an A. It's a solid episode. It does nothing inherently too special or extraordinary, but it's very entertaining from front to back. And it advances just about everyone's story. So it's good. Very good episode. What about you? Uh, I also would give it an A. It was very well done. Uh, really curious to see what led up to Joel being put in the fucking uh, prison. Uh, I've, I've got a suspicion it's got to deal with an encounter with Frank and Nikki. Uh, How long was he in prison prior to us seeing him then? Didn't they say 15 well, years? They didn't say. I thought yeah, I wasn't sure. They didn't say. So he could be in there for 25, 26 years. I mean, he could be probably be in there. Like, we may see him do something in the 60s and 61 that may send him to prison that late in 87. But I don't know. That's just speculation, of course. Um. But I'm sure it was something significant. Well, it has yeah. to be to go to fucking prison, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's it, you're you're 100% right. It has to do with the mob. It has to do with those two guys. But to what degree, who knows? But it was definitely something. Like, I feel like whatever he did was definitely what kind of caused the split between Susie and Midge. No, I think that comes later. Oh, I'm not really saying that do. it's. It, I'm saying it's 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 involved somehow. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really enjoying how it's been playing out. Yeah, be fun. But, but uh, I'm pretty sure that 
you know, for anybody that was hoping that maybe May and Joel got back together, I'm pretty sure that was her send-off in that episode when she was in his apartment after the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up because I want to go watch uh, Ted Lasso. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Um, next week we got episode six of season five of Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, we're going to watch the show until it ends because it's been great so far. Um, and definitely, as of recording this, tomorrow on May 4th, because May the 4th be with you, uh, Star Wars Visions Season 2, or Volume 2, comes out, which is an... It's it's a great concept. Like, give artists full reign to do whatever they want with Star Wars IP stuff. So, like, tell a samurai story, but they all have lightsabers, or something that effect. Like, it's, it's, it's wild. Like, if you haven't watched Volume 1, watch Volume 2. If you've watched uh, Love, Death, and Robots with us, it's basically that, but Star Wars. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the best way I'm gonna say. It. It's Love, Death, and Robots, but Star Wars. Um, but yeah, we get you know we get more of it tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. Uh, so we'll review that. Um, and who knows? I don't know when, but maybe we could talk about uh, um, what's that movie Guardians. called? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, that's I'm only gonna watch I, volume three. I don't know. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. Yeah, you've already got tickets for it. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go or not. I'll let you know if it's any good. It should be. It's fucking James Gunn. But then again, you didn't like the Suicide Squad, so. But I love Guardians One and Guardians Two. Did you ever? I think we've talked about this, but did you ever end up seeing uh, his other movies, uh, Super and Slither? Nope. I think you would really like Slither. Super, I don't know. That one's a bit of an oddball, but I fucking love it. Anyway, uh, getting distracted. Getting distracted here. Um, uh, guys, make sure you follow us on all socials listed down below. If we do add anything or change something, I should have made a note. Look, I say this every week, and I'm usually busy and forget. That is more paramount now than has ever been before. So follow us on the social medias. If we had anything, we will try our damnedest to let you know. Hopefully, we probably won't, but that's that's where that would be. Um, all those are going to be listed down below. Also listed down below is our Teespring store. Um, every time you buy something for there, from there, it goes right into the podcast, paying for uh, whatever we need to pay the bills that keeps that keeps this podcast running. Um, Right now, they got a bunch of summer gear over there, like tank tops and t-shirts. And if somebody goes, hey, what the fuck is that on your shirt? You can point us to our point them to our direction, and maybe they really like a couple, couple weirdos reviewing shows on streaming platforms. Who knows? Helps us out greatly. And you get a shirt out of it. Uh, there's also a discount code, which anybody who makes it to this point of the podcast will get. Um, it is AQU15 at checkout, which will save you 15% off, which is basically shipping and handling. So, um, but that's, yeah, AQU15 at checkout, put in the apply spot, hit buy or purchase or whatever the fuck it is. Well, it's just AQU15, yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, yeah, AKU one five fifteen. Sorry, it was. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for my notes, Mike. The, way, the way you were saying it, I was like, the whole code doesn't have at checkout in it. <laughs> it just sounded like you were saying AKU fifteen at checkout. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm trying Let's to. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to say it like the fucking YouTube channels I watch. So, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, people can yeah, find what the fuck's me. You? you can find me on Facebook under my name Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. And it's linked to my Twitter and Instagram accounts. It's your one-stop shop for everything that I'm up to. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? You can follow me under Chub Ruckeek under all socials, which um, I haven't been uploading a whole lot. But there, you know, if you listen to the beginning of this podcast, you know why. Shit is wild in my life right now, um, and not in the yeah. way that he wants it to be wild. No shit. It is busy, busy, busy. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. Follow Chub Ruckeek and follow me. I try to make clips and stuff of games I play, but yeah, whatever. Um. Ooh, that's it, everybody. That's it, and that's all. I accidentally closed my notes. And I know that there's something else I say right before that. I say, where is it? I go, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Always remember, fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. There's people hurting out there. You can lend a hand somehow, some way. Please do it. People are hurting. Shit sucks right now in this goddamn country. Uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.